to the Flayo Podcast. This is Troy, and I've got with me uh, Byers and Calvin. So that, of course, means that we're doing a Star Wars episode here. Um, as you could probably see from your episode description, we're going to be talking about Ahsoka Season 1. Uh, we've got our corner booths at Rex's uh, format here. Uh, we're going to be talking spoiler-free for the first part. Uh, we've got acting uh directing story we're gonna hit on some themes um and uh how many stars out of 10 before we get into our spoiler um what did we like about it and what did we not care for so that's that's a lot nicer than we're probably going to be in the the latter part of that um <laughs> what did we not care for seems very very uh uh, uh light uh, compared to uh the uh the vitriol that we might uh shoot the shoot at certain parts and aspects of this uh right fellas yeah well one one, one particular aspect is going to get some grief so we'll get to that yeah yeah buckle um, up, buckle up <laughs> so um so we'll start out with acting um we've got a decent amount of characters usually when uh Byers and I do this, uh, Calvin, it's not this, but of course, what's a Star Wars episode or a Star Wars TV show or anything without a bunch of people? I guess Kenobi was probably the lightest one that we've had in a while, but we'll run through them here. Um, just uh, as a reminder for everybody, we've got Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka Tano, uh, the voice of uh, David Tennant as Hu Yang, uh, which is like one of my favorite Star Wars names in a while. Um, Natasha Liu Bordizo uh, as Sabine Wren, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. We've got three named people uh, just back to back yeah. <laughs> here uh, uh, as Hera Sindula, uh, Ray Stevenson as Balin Skull, Ivana Sanko as Shin Hati. You don't know which one is the Star Wars name in that one. Uh, Diana Lee in Santo, um, back to our three named people as Morgan Elsbeth. Uh, Iman Esfandi as Ezra Bridger, the great Hayden Christensen as Anakin Skywalker, and Lars Mikkelsen as the typical bad guy in the, the year of our Lord 2023. He was in like three or four shows as the bad guy, um, but he plays Grand Admiral Thrawn. It's a family thing. Those, those Mikkelsen is. people, yeah. they're just made to play bad guys. Yeah. Just... Lars and, and Mads. Yeah. Right? It's Mads. Yeah. You okay. name your kids Lars and Mads. They're just bound to be villains <laughs> yeah, no anyway. Right. It's like the Skarsgård family too. Right. <laughs> You're already Vikings. So it just yeah. kind of fits. So, all right. Uh, Calvin, uh, without further ado, would you lead us off with uh, what you thought about the, the acting for uh, this, uh, this season of Ahsoka? Well, I thought, uh, one or two bad apples kind of soured the pie. Um, I thought, I thought outside of battle or fighting scenes, I thought Rosario was bad. Um, I just thought she was really bad um, for many different reasons. Uh, and I thought, uh, who who played a uh, who was the three namer who played um, Sabine? Sabine, Natasha, Liu, Bordizo. Yeah. Okay. Well, anytime those two talk to each other on screen, I I almost totally checked out. I thought they were, I, I thought they were so <laughs> bad together. Um, you know, you'd have lines like, uh, and I'm I'm not. This is nothing from the show, but it would be like, you know. And once we get there, we shall indeed 
find them. <laughs> and then there'd be an 18 second pause with a bit of a smirk and it would be yes. And we'll do it together. <laughs> I mean, it, it was just, it was, it was so painful to watch them act at times. Um, also, uh, I don't know any of these actress, actresses. That's okay. If you, if you played, want to go um, with- if you want to go with their character name, Green Green Lake, who lady, uh, Rebels lady. Um, oh, uh, Hera. Yeah, Hera. Yeah. Hope that, isn't that uh, Ewan McGregor's wife? Yes, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is okay. Ewan McGregor's wife. Yep. She was awesome. She was so awesome in the The Thing remake, John Carpenter's The Thing mm-hmm. remake. I thought her character was great. She, I thought she acted well in that movie. Um, she's another one who just in this show, I thought. Uh, Every single line had so much weight to it. Everything was super serious with her. It's like, well, I guess in the Star Wars universe, we don't talk to people like they're people. We talk to them like they're deities or something. It was so bizarre to me. Just just all the long pauses. It's like, I don't know how the director doesn't say like, all right, guys, let's try and make it more like actual, like <laughs> there's times to be serious. And I thought... Mm-hmm. Um, I'll kind of I'll kind of stop complaining about those. No, those, no, this those is, three this those is three were, were not good in my opinion. But then you get to the guy who plays Ezra Bridger, and I feel like he was able to he was able to differentiate between super serious moments where he needs to deliver slowly, methodically, and mm-hmm. conversation. He's able to act out conversation really well. I thought, yeah. um, and you know, Thrawn. Mickelson, he gets a pass because almost everything needs to be serious and and well thought out for him. Right. Um, but and I I I, I could the acting was the biggest uh, the biggest topic for me that just just bothered me uh, um, bothered me so much with this show. So I'll move on. But um, those three, I just really didn't care for those those uh, those three ladies, unfortunately, and. Uh, Ezra, I thought, really kind of stole the show with his acting. Hayden was very good as well. Um, mm-hmm. His stuff, his stuff needed to be more weighty because it was yeah. in the world between worlds type deal. So it made sense for it to be a m- little more calculated because you know, is is it even really him? Is it this fantastic? What, what is it? Uh, so those are my those were my thoughts on the acting. I also, before I forget, really liked the guy who did Hu Yang. I thought he did a really yes. good job. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Very likable. Yeah. Yep. And very like super funny at times. He had a mm-hmm. he had a uh he had a one liner at one point where um well I guess I can't spoil it. We'll get to that later. But <laughs> he was funny and then and I think it was good Star Wars humor too. It kind of like fit yes. the, the Star Wars humor build. So uh yeah, those are those are my uh those are my thoughts. Um Ditto. Oh, um, I should explain more. No, um, I'll start with good though, because you were just you're, su- you're supposed to disagree with everything I said. <laughs> I I wish I could disagree with more of that. Um, I mean, I Hu Yang was was just a breath of fresh air. This whole show, like, thank goodness mm-hmm. that character was there. When the droid is the most expressive character in the show, though, this yeah. is telling you something a little yeah. rough about some of the others. You know, there's. There's yeah. still lots of good things in this show, but those like one-on-one conversations do just drag down moments where you're just like, why is this so stiff? And like, yeah. 
doesn't have to be in this moment, especially when you're dealing with some of these rebels characters. Like these, this is a, this is a ragtag bunch right here. These guys have some history. They have some banter when you watch the rebels, like, and you, like you said, you don't really feel any of that until Ezra shows up. And then you finally start getting a little bit of it. Yep. Um, And like, I get it. Like if you watch rebels and you understand like the backstory to this show, like, yeah, there's some reason to kind of be down in the dumps and be a little more serious about everything. Like they don't have that same light and that same easygoing thing for a reason that mm-hmm. you're exploring in this show, but it went a little too far. Um, yeah. And so like, yeah. like you said, I don't know if that's, you know, so I, I gave acting and eh, it was okay. Like, was it so bad that, you know, I watched all the way through twice. And so the second time was a whole lot better for me because I was expecting some of these things. Like the, mm-hmm. my expectation changed. So I got to settle myself and be a little more realistic about some stuff. So it didn't, it didn't pull me out of the moment as bad. The second time around, I could focus more on what was a little more important. But the first time through, there were things just with the way they portrayed stuff. That, <laughs> like that's all I could think about the rest of the show. Like that was yeah. so rough through that moment that I like missed the next like five things that happened. Yeah. That's, that's a perfect way to put it. It, it would, uh, it took from the experience in a way that I was, I was like, man, this is really unfortunate. Like minus a couple of these things, uh, these, like you said, just rough scenes going on. Um, I, I enjoyed it too. And I think that's what kept me around and it kept, it kept the excitement level enough to where I wanted to, Oh, I wanted to fi- finish finish the the whole show. Um, and you know what? Before I forget, I do think Rosario's acting within like battle scenes or or high speed scenes. I thought she did really good. I thought she was really good in scenes where there was a lot of action and she was kind of forced to act mm-hmm. uh, quick or speak quick. But anytime yeah. it slowed down, it was like, man, she really slowed down. And I. That, and that's not snips. A, a, We've all watched Clone Wars. Those of us like who right. are paying attention to the show, like right. He like doesn't shut up sometimes, like right. And no, this yeah. is like this like very melancholy. And I think that was part of what they might be going for. Sure, because she's working through some stuff. But like, it was a little too far. It was a little too much. So I think ah. it's. I think it's like you. Yeah, it's like you said. Um, uh, it just it, it was it was the, the pendulum swung too far the other way. Yeah, and maybe show show maybe show us that she's working through it uh, non-verbally, like like show us some pained expressions or meditation or um, yeah. it doesn't always have to be like through the delivery, right? Um, and especially when she talks to Sabine, I mean, I, and I know that's the master apprentice yeah, yeah. relationship is what Filoni said he wanted to talk about in the show, um, and so that's where most of that feeling comes out. But it does make their conversations for the first especially the first half of this show. Plus mm-hmm. like just painful, like just hard yeah. sometimes um, before we move off of acting while we're still kind of on the casting. Cause this person won't come up that much the rest of the time. Um, Jason um, Sindula. Oh yeah. yeah, look, yeah when you, especially when you like bring up his IMBD thing uh, mm-hmm. looks a little, your, your, your oldest son, Troy needs to be Jason Sindula for Halloween. Like, yeah, yeah no <laughs> kidding. There's some, I'm like, no kidding. This looks this looks like a younger it's he's a little too late like eight-year-old nine-year-old uh <laughs> xavier could have could have pulled off jason's Ndula, no Just problem the longer hair but yeah. we don't want that yeah back. 
No, we don't want that. Because my threat still stands. I will still still show up in the middle of the night and get rid of that again for him if we need to. Yeah, he he would definitely jump at the opportunity to be like, oh, I can can, uh, get my hair colored green? Oh, that sounds (laughs) awesome. Let's do that. Yeah. Uh, Troy, I have a I have a question for you. If okay. buyers did show up in the middle of the night and cut Xavier's hair, what powers would Xavier lose? Um, he What's, would he would your lose strength. What would he yeah. lose? Um, the power to talk back. So maybe I should just oh wait, <laughs> just like just. I think that one's too strong. I don't think in. anything yeah. can take that one away yes. from uh, yeah. any teenager out there. Yeah, oh, yeah. So. The force is strong with this one. Yeah. <laughs> So um, I, I echo um, your guys' uh, uh, thoughts, so I won't necessarily pile on. On um, I would say the one that we haven't talked about is Morgan Elspeth. She kind of, uh, I, I would kind of toss her into that camp of the, um, I would of, too. Of, of the three, but she just, she doesn't show up enough. She's kind of there as the villain enough yeah. that she kind of like, I was watching for it this this time and i was like maybe i was just a little too harsh and then like by the end of it i was like no i was just right you know <laughs> but yep. uh, but um and it's and, and i don't think it's their faults uh like too much you know we we see we've seen rosario dawson in a million things we've seen like you mentioned mary elizabeth winstead in several things these are great actresses so it's a matter of mm-hmm. the content and the direction uh, the story and the direction right. and the lines that are just kind of creating this bad opportunity i would say this missed opportunity um for um executing something that we've just been looking forward to we'll get into that into into story a little bit but i think that's probably why if somebody's just walking into this going like oh these guys hated this like eh, i think hate's a strong word but disappointment is very yeah. like at the top of your mind because uh of just the investment uh into it so um i I would say um as kind of our lasting like uh for for the spoiler free version of it is i would toss her in there but i couldn't agree more with you on ezra and it's it's set up that way too is because like Mm -hmm. it's everything's to get to ezra if he's just a downer if he's been like if he shows up like (laughs) luke in um uh last jedi i think that that's that's just going to be put a bummer on like all of the you know so i mean it's it's important for the story for him to still be likable and he's kind of he's still got that hope um in in there um uh thrawn you mentioned i I couldn't agree more he's supposed to be called calculating I, i didn't really expect much from from his acting now as we get into story and some some plot and stuff like that we might have a little bit more thoughts on that um i just wanted to shine the light on uh ray stevenson i think he got his flowers um throughout the star wars community oh, yeah. um and, uh, as he passed away before this was released or right before this was released i think so um his character probably is his character and his acting are probably the best of anybody in the story, which is kind of hilarious. It's like, here's a brand new guy and we don't know anything. Yeah. And part of it is like he and, and Shin Hati are kind of shrouded in this mystery of like, um, they're not, they're not a Sith. They're, they don't identify as Jedi because we've heard the term dark Jedi before. Right. Um, but they don't necessarily prescribe to that. They're very much, 
not uh, their own thing or, or, or portraying themselves as their own thing, right? Um, so they've got orange lightsabers rather than red lightsabers. So sorry, that's not spoilery in any way because it's at the very, the very, very first trailer, you know? So um, very interesting um, uh, for them, but but it's, they get the benefit of like, the, they get the Boba Fett benefit, right? Like you don't know enough, they look cool, they act cool. So you therefore think they're cool. So um, yeah. uh, I, I really hope that they recast um, Reese, Ray Stevenson. Uh, they, they don't kind of treat it with kid gloves, you know, cause like that was probably one of the cooler things uh, that I enjoyed and has the the potential for big impacts later once we get into spoiler free. I, I, I can't wait to unpack that. Yeah, please, please come back to please come back to him in the spoiler. Cause I mean, shoot, if I forgot about him during acting, who's to say I won't during that. I can't believe, <laughs> I can't believe I didn't mention him. Yeah. He was, he was fun to watch. Uh, pretty much every part about him was, was fun to watch. So man, if I, if I forget to, cause I, I have some, I have some thoughts on if he will be recast or not based off of what I remember happening to him mm -hmm. at the end. Like I said, I did not make it through, entirely through my rewatch. Um, so I can't quite remember how things end with him, but if they ended the way I think they did, um, mm -hmm. I've got some, I've got some thoughts on that. No, for sure. For sure. Um, I think we hit most everybody, um, on there. Um, the, uh, I can't remember the X wing fighters. Uh, I forgot to put him in here. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, that guy's uh, so bad. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Carson Tava is his yeah. character. What makes me mad is oh, that, that dude is so he's such a wiener. <laughs> what makes me mad is that he's like from like one of my uh, favorite like comedies of like the last couple of years, uh, Kim's Convenience, and he's really funny and really good in that. And oh. they, it just kind of further uh, further emphasizes the point that like the dialogue and the directing is bad because yeah. these actors are good, yeah. you know. So just wanted to throw I have that never out there because someone... I think that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen someone act more with their head. Like every time he's saying a line, his head's his head's moving all over the place, and it's like <laughs> he's trying to convince you uh, with his head and face. He's like a bobblehead. Yeah, he was. He's so. I, I have yet to see him in anything <laughs> star wars related where i'm not thinking like dude will someone just blast this guy just just <laughs> uh you know just take him out all right um so in true typical star wars fashion uh we've got uh, or star wars tv uh if you've been with us for any of our mando uh, seasons or book of boba fett or even Kenobi, for that matter, any. Uh, Andor was pretty straightforward. It was the same director the whole time, right, Byers? Yeah. Maybe. I, I think, think it was so. Tony. I think, I think it was Tony so. Gilroy yeah. the whole time. Um, yeah. So, uh, uh, episode one and five, we've got Dave Filoni, who is the um, obviously the the is it the he's the he's not the COO. He's the he's like the chief creative officer yeah, or something like that. Promoted, right? Recently promoted. Um, so he did. Um, we can combine him, Byers and I like to, to do this with, with story and directing, <laughs> but there's too many other people um, if we were to do that. So one in five, we've got Dave Filoni. Um, and then episode two and three, we've got Steph Green, 
she did a book of Boba Fett episode. We mentioned her. She's done some like prestige TV, like Americans and Watchmen. Uh, Peter Ramsey does episode four. He also did Mando, uh, did some animation stuff like Into the Spider-Verse. Um, and then episode six was Jennifer Getzinger. She had some prestige TV with Marvel, um, Jessica Jones and Daredevil and Mad Men. So we've got people that are oh, know, wow. know, know their way around. Um, like they, it, it's not like the typical Disney Marvel. <laughs> hey, we just handed you this thing fresh out of college because you did like a student film that we liked um, that we kind of ran into with like Loki and a couple of these other yeah. things. So I just always like to kind of peek at some of these things before we start talking about it. Um, episode seven, uh, Gita Vasant Patel, uh, House of the Dragon, did a bunch of episodes of Superstore. I never watched that, but I knew that it was very uh, well received uh, from critics. And then last but not least, um, uh, a guy that we've talked about a lot, episode eight, Rick Famuyiwa. Uh, he did dope and did a ton of man, like every season of Mando, he does at least a couple of episodes. So we've talked about him a couple of different times. So um, we'll start off with, uh, with Calvin. Uh, what did you think about the, we, we've, we've kind of uh, referenced it already uh, with, uh, with, with directing, but what did you think about it overall? I think um, you, you, you pretty much touched on my thoughts and feelings already. Um, it it's just very fractured when they it, it's quite literally fractured mm -hmm. uh um and it just i think there's a reason why when you when you listed all uh all the other projects they did um and or stood out you know you got one guy directing that thing and i just mm -hmm. think and or was still uh amazing compared to um some of the other stuff they've put out, it just feels, it feels so half baked. I think when you, when you get that many different people involved, um, mm -hmm. it, it just feels like you get, you end up with this half baked product. And in my opinion, I think, I think, uh, a majority of the star Wars material since, um, Disney took over has just felt half baked. Um, so I don't, I don't want to say too much more. I, that's just, that's just, quite simply how i feel about it there's we'll get into some specifics later it's good to right. know you said you said dave did episode one and five yes yeah um, so he did yeah. master and apprentice so the the opening episode which mm -hmm. um i think is the weakest by far I, I kind of um when we get into how many stars out of 10 um i broke them down by episode and just kind of rated them by episodes um yeah but then um and then number but but then again it's like the weakest one and the strongest one. He did Shadow Warrior, the best <laughs> of, uh, of the episodes that I thought um, uh, out of this bunch. So it, it was kind of an interesting uh, to see the the two uh, or the dichotomy there. So, yeah, yeah, I would echo a lot of that. It does feel kind of disjointed um, between some of the episodes and some of the stuff. Um, and I don't know, you know. As someone who's who's watched Clone Wars and Rebels multiple times, like I love, I love Filoni. He's like second. Mm -hmm. It's like George Lucas and Dave Filoni. Like he's he is the second most like important person as far as Star Wars content goes, um, and has done some great stuff and given us some great characters. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, Ahsoka is purely a Dave Filoni invention. Mm -hmm. You know this this entire character, which is awesome and adds so much 
the character of Ahsoka adds so much depth to Anakin and his fall to the dark side. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's just unbelievable. Um, and so I was super excited and there was just, there was just a lot of things that missed. And part of me wonders like if it is because you had all these, you know, too many cooks in the kitchen kind of scenario. Um, you know, I think it's funny. You're, you're the slowest episode and the best episode are both Filoni, but I think, I think that first one partially was him setting the stage and, it was almost unavoidable. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and part of that's probably cause he's, he's realistic mm-hmm. about the fact that like, not everyone is us. Um, right. That there's yeah. a whole lot of people that just probably went, Oh, cool. A star Wars, another star Wars show. I guess I'll watch that. And like, they haven't gone mm-hmm. back. Like I meet people who say they love star Wars. And when this show was coming out, especially I ran into like, I had to get my car worked on and the lady like checking me out, like, I have a Millennium Falcon credit card. Okay. So anytime I pay for stuff, people <laughs> want to talk about Star Wars. Um, and so she was like, Oh, have you watched Ahsoka? And it was like halfway through, probably like we we're like four or five episodes in. It's like right in the middle of it being released. And I was like, Yeah. And she goes, I was like, Yeah. So have you watched, have you watched Rebels and Clone Wars and stuff? She's like, No, I never got into the animated stuff. So I'm a little behind on some of that. I was like, Yeah. A yeah, little. You're definitely yeah. behind. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna start carrying this around so that people know what kind of Star Wars fan I am. There you go. Right. You know, I'll carry. I'll put this in my Just wallet. Carry a Star Wars yeah. book with you in that. Yeah. Yeah. Especially it's got to be a legend. universe. Book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Carrying around EU if material, it's... they know where you're at. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. But you know, so the directing was okay. Like as far as like telling the story, I think they did an all right job. Like pacing and and having a clear picture of all right, this is this is the plot was fine. You know, we've had other shows where the plot gets very, mm-hmm. we've done both seasons of Loki on this podcast. Okay. Gavin, I don't know if you watched Loki. Um, I complain lots oh. because I don't ever know what's happening. And Troy has to explain it to me when we get on the podcast. So, uh. um, you know, but I mean, this was very clear as far as like, I know what the story is. I know what we're doing in the show, but like some of the, the deeper stuff, I think they missed on and Thrawn was a huge miss for me overall yes um yeah was it was the biggest disappointment probably as much as we we bagged on like some of the stilted mm-hmm. uh dialogue and interactions to people like once i know that's how that is i can just okay let's look past it and see what's actually happening in the show and i can i can still enjoy it um but even the second time through i'm just like there's some stuff missing here with thrawn and i think it wasn't it wasn't the acting it wasn't the, the way they got portrayed it was what they gave us of him and what they had right. to do and right. so I don't know if that were really not falls in. Yeah. Yeah. It's more what they didn't do. Um, to me, that felt more directing than story. Cause I think there were opportunities mm-hmm. there in the story to do that stuff. We just didn't do it. Um, we just didn't hit on those things and I don't know why not. So. I guess we have to, we have to hope that maybe it's coming in season two, but yeah. um, to not, to not get a taste of like, I don't want to say anything, but mm-hmm. I, I, I agree with that. And I'm sure buyers that you have read um, the old expanded universe novels. And um, I, I haven't really, I haven't really read. Uh, well, I, I did read the, um, the first trilogy that Zahn rewrote or, or not right. rewrote, but I read those. Um, so you're talking about the second time, right? Yes. Okay. And, well, I, I guess the, and then I he wrote the... three, three more. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I have the so three he's more. He's got six but, uh, new books total. Right. So he redid because those the the original uh, Thrawn trilogy is a Legends uh, EU, and then he yes. rewrote it essentially 
uh, for and like the sort of. Disney version. I mean, yeah. rewrote it is is a very loose term because I still haven't ever read it. But it's, <laughs> they they would still fit together. Canon. Okay, like they don't they don't wipe out the other ones okay. necessarily. Yeah. Um, they're they're in different parts of the timeline. Okay. Um, the he's going backwards actually. Um, okay. so the first new Thrawn right. trilogy, um involves like clone wars and stuff part of it and and him in the empire but the empire's alive and well but he's there and kind of you see how he rises up through the imperial ranks um and then the other one he's still with the chiss um and that one's re- i haven't finished that one i keep getting bogged down and just distracted um i've, I've do you read- like it yeah but i, I okay. love timothy zahn like all the star wars timothy zahn books are like my favorite yeah um like there's one called scoundrels it's just Han yeah. Solo and bounty hunters, and it's awesome. Uh, the, the cover for that, I uh, I have that book somewhere uh, down on the bottom shelf there with all the other EU material. But yeah. I I will I remember that cover. It's got the red letters, and it's got like it's like it's like a a, a lineup like a yeah. um, a jailhouse like lineup. Yeah, of, like a witness. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which one of these guys did? Yeah, that one's great and has a great answer. Yeah. So I I really like Zon and his Star Wars material, and so like okay. I don't know part of this. Like I said, there there was high expectation on some stuff, and then the execution didn't live up to my expectation necessarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially the first time through, I left kind of, eh, um, shifting some of that focus and and honestly reading some of the stuff that, like Filoni said about what the goal was and understanding that a little better helped me a whole lot. The second time through, okay. so we'll get more into that and in spoiler stuff, but yeah. So. Uh- so I, I I feel very similar to to you guys with the directing. Um, I couldn't agree more, Calvin. Like the more that we watch some of these uh, these seasons that aren't executed by a singular vision, and I I mean I'll extend that to the um, the, the problem that we uh, and we'll beat the dead horse with uh, is it the post post quill tri- uh, trilogy if it's the prequel trilogy and the original trilogy anyway seven eight and nine the oh, ray gosh, the yes. ray trilogy it's like that fracture you can call them whatever you want they yeah. <laughs> oh just call them bad just call them bad jj uh ryan johnson and then jj again even just having yeah. two directors um like just kind of uh, messes that up you know now we've got uh, created six, a lot of problems yeah I mean, now we've got six <laughs> people here at least they're 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 kind of following Filoni's story and like at least for his purposes like he's got that singular vision there but um it it definitely felt very uh, same like it wasn't like oh that's a that's a Dave Filoni shot or or anything like that there's no like like directors putting their their fingerprints on any of this uh, particularly, but it just feels like there's just a lack of direction in some of the scenes. And, and basically, like you were talking about, when this slows down, it comes crashing down to a halt. Like if you if you're even even like somebody like me that's like super excited for it, there's a few times where I would just fall asleep during an episode. Like, and I'm old. Um, but like at, at the same point, you're not old like, enough to be doing that, Troy. Come right. On. Yeah. Like now we do I, that at everything now. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's just a matter of like, okay, when you're good, you're good. But when you're bad, you're bad. 
you know, so uh, is, is that that's that to me perfectly encapsulates what what Disney has done to Star Wars when it's good. It is it is awesome. And there's some super high highs. But when it's bad, it's it's really, really bad. There's no it, everything just seems so half baked with with what's put out with the mm-hmm. exception of I did not feel that Andor was half baked. I mean, maybe some of the people listening have have listened to the Andor episode, and they already know that. But Andor was Andor was. Uh, we won't talk about Andor, but um, <laughs> it's the best Star Wars show. So it's, far, it's hard though. not to because it's it's, it, it's got to be, it. and yeah. it needs to it needs to be a measuring stick too. Like like mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I I sometimes I think you know, am I am I, uh, I Troy? You mentioned this earlier. Am I too? Am I being too harsh? Well, no. If 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 if. I'm not expecting if I don't have high expectations, I'll just settle for anything. Like I I want to continue expecting them to do great things so that we hopefully get great things from them. Um, And I, and I don't, I want to be very clear when I, when I, when I come on the podcast and I, I uh, gripe about (laughs) what I've, what I've (laughs) just watched, I don't want to take away from anyone else's experience. Like if you, if, you're someone listening and you really loved Ahsoka. I'm, ge- I'm genuinely happy for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll, we'll get down to ratings and all that later, but I just want to be very clear. It's, it's not like I, when I talk and, and think about it, it's not like I'm like, Oh, how can I, how can I go in and bash another uh, a mm-hmm. Disney project here? No, I, I always want them to succeed. They just have not mm-hmm. uh, more often than not. They have not done that for me. And I, I don't know if it's because um, I don't know if it's because of all the Star Wars content I've consumed prior to the mm-hmm. Disney acquisition. I, I haven't really put a finger on on what it is yet, but I, I definitely like I, I hope there are people that really love this show. And I I try and remember, like, there might be a lot of like younger kids like I picked up Star Wars when I was five years old. Um like Diego says, you know, I've been in this fight since I was six years old or whatever. Uh, it's that's, that's, that's my star Wars story. But to think that my, you know, my expectations, my star Wars experiences, everybody else's would be silly. So I'm sure there are people that, that absolutely love the show and, and love what Disney's doing. And that's, that's all well and good. I don't, I don't want to ever um, take anything away from that. Yeah, I don't think like if we're if we're gonna get into some some comparisons here, like it's like Andor's up here, Ahsoka's here, and then Kenobi's here. You know, if we really want to say like I don't my person before we even continue going on, I don't think that this is on a Kenobi level of disappointment. Like I I, I was pretty I was pretty disappointed in Kenobi to the, the extent of like when I watched it the second time, I was almost hate watching it where like the, the, the second time through this, I was like, Oh, I, did, I, I missed that. I missed that. I missed that. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah. it, it was, it was hard to get into, but by the time that I was finishing it, I was like, okay, it was, um, I was down on it, but it, it has me hopeful, um, for a season two or, a movie or however else they incorporate the story into the greater uh, star Wars lore that they're, they're, they're continuing to, to, to cultivate, you know? So at this point we're doing season I, two was their latest announcement was their latest announcement. Okay. Yeah. yeah. This gets a season two and Grogu, Grogu and Mando get a movie. Okay. 
two seasons in a movie, like Community, not seven seasons in a movie. Okay, sorry. That was a, a very inside joke for uh, Community fans there. Um, so let's uh, let's move on to story, uh, and, and I appreciate that, Calvin, because like I think that I think that some people could kind of come into the uh, before we get into stories, like, hey, different strokes for different folks, man. Like if if we're bagging on yeah. it, it's not like it's not a situation of how could you like the older that I get, like the less I say, how could you like that? Or how could you not like that? You know? Um, but yeah, this unless is we're talking st- about Eternals and then I still have, to put this, that's a different show. <laughs> so, and um, you, you know what else, you know what else, uh, Troy, you you're, you reminded me of there is, um, and I promise I will stop talking about, you know, my Star Wars experience. People, people don't want to <laughs> hear that. That's why you're here, Calvin. But, that's why you're I, here. It is. But, but, <laughs> that's why this is fun. Yeah. Well, Ian, you, you, you sparked something that, that I did. I, I actively thought about this during watching Ahsoka. So I do want to bring it up. I know that um, my Star Wars experience, like – and when you brought up Kenobi, it really reminded me Kenobi to me, like the only, like really pretty much the only good parts of Kenobi for me were Darth Vader, Anakin Skywalker, Obi-Wan Kenobi and and not even everything about Obi-Wan Kenobi. So what I'm trying to say is I I do not trust Disney with, with putting out new material. Mm. If you're not giving me prequel flashbacks or, insanely awesome Darth Vader action. I'm not interested in your show. And that's why Kenobi failed to me. And and then I watch Ahsoka and, um, you know, without bringing up any spoilers yet, we, I start to see things I'm familiar with and I'm like, yes, let's go more of that. That's what is bringing me back. So, Mm -hmm. so then I stop myself and I think, okay, is that the same reason why I read these? Because these are more of things we know and love. Mm. I'm getting more Luke Skywalker. I'm getting right. I'm getting the Luke Skywalker I expected to see in the movies in these. I'm mm. getting more Han Solo. I'm getting more Leia Organa as a Jedi. Um, and it's like, have I become that fan that's that 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 um, just refuses to like new material? I don't think so. It's just you're not giving me compelling new material. Right. Or you're giving me you're giving me a Finn story that's so promising in The Force Awakens in my opinion. And then it just it just goes nowhere. Finn's 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 setup was and we're not we're not talking about this. I no, understand. No, but it's but, it's um, important. I think it's important. It, 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 it's it's so promising and it, it had it had such a sweet direction to go, mm-hmm. and then because of that that director mashup that we talk about, it just dissipates. It just goes it just goes nowhere. So I find myself watching these shows, Ahsoka or Obi Wan, and I'm most drawn to the familiar stuff, and that. I have struggled with um, I have struggled with owning that because I'm like, am I just being this curmudgeon like old old Star Wars guy who is unwilling to accept new material? <laughs> um, I, and I just don't think so. I just think they're not giving me they're not giving me enough stuff to be interested in. I, and I and I will say the the Balin stuff was cool. Um, so that's that's all well and good, but. I don't think we need to like lower our expectations either. If we want more, um, that's a good thing. You have to have some of that to, to keep the edges sharp. 
right? Because there's a bunch of EU stuff out there that you've probably read that you just haven't thought a, a, a second about it afterwards, I would imagine, right? Sure. It's yeah. like, oh, yeah, I read that, but it wasn't very good. And we just kind of discarded it to the to the box, but it wasn't enough that you were just like, oh, this is awful, where you can easily access it. Um, you can It's easily accessible in a TV show where you can go, oh, I can sit down for... Um, what is it? Maybe like six and a half hours when you kind of cut the time off of all of these things and, and watch something like that's different than like, oh, I remember I didn't like that book. And it was like 400 pages, 500 pages long. I don't think I'm going to do that again, you know? Right. So, um, but, uh, so let me set up story for us before we kind of finish that one off. Like, has there been a bigger barrier? You mentioned this already, Myers. Has there been a bigger barrier to entry? on fully understanding, and I, and I mean that very loosely, I guess, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and a, a Star Wars show, right? Because we've, we've had, and, and I asked this question previously to buyers, um, so I, I'm, re, I'm recycling it, but I think it's important. <laughs> we just talked about the Marvels. Um, uh, Calvin, I know you're not a big Marvel head, um, but like at this point, we you had to have watched like all the movies, which like there's, almost 30 now or some are close to that. And then you had to have watched like almost all the TV shows. Yeah. Um, and so like, that was a really big barrier for entry, at least to understand the, the mm -hmm. movie. Like you can't just walk into this knowing you've, you've watched nine movies and you're ready for this, this, uh, this story. Right. Cause we've got seven, yeah. seven seasons of clone wars, four seasons of rebels. Yeah. And you could probably even incorporate some Bad Batch into the the mix if you want to, because I felt like I was just a little bit outside of it, or at least there's some references, um, but not like overt references. There's just right. story beats that like, if you were a Bad Batch fan, which I still haven't, I, I need to after this, I just need to knock yes. it out. Um, we'll kind of bring you into the fold. <laughs> Uh, for this, so uh, buyers, what did you, what do you think about? Well, uh, and and you have to watch the Mando because that's where yeah, you that's meet. and Book of Boba. Fett, I had to yeah. go back and be like, oh wait, we met Morgan Elsbeth before. Like I didn't yes. even make that connection at the beginning of the show the first time. They're like, mm -hmm. that's who Ahsoka fought in that episode of Mando, and so like even that, yeah, the yeah the the price of admission here was huge. Like you had to have a whole lot of knowledge to to really understand who these people are and what's going on. You know, I mean. You start off, and this isn't spoilery, I don't think, because they talk about, like, we're looking for Ezra and Thrawn. I mean, Ahsoka already asked about Thrawn. If you have not mm -hmm. read any books, and if you have not watched Rebels, you're like, who the heck is Thrawn? I mean, even Ahsoka, <laughs> you, I mean, our title character here, I, multiple people asking me, who's this Ahsoka person? Because they have no, no reference. She's never been in a movie. She didn't show up until, like... Mando, and even then, I don't think you get a full explanation of her there. You get you get a deeper insight into her in Book of Boba Fett when we meet the, in the Mandalorian episodes of Book of Boba Fett, which is a whole other tangent we could <laughs> go off on. Um, so at least we avoided that. At least Ahsoka is in every episode of the Ahsoka show, so um, as, as opposed to Boba Fett. But yeah, uh, that was that was a lot of which which for me as someone who has all that knowledge and has watched all that stuff was great. Like that mm -hmm. is some of my favorite stuff about this show. Yeah. Seeing things I've only seen in animation come to real life mm -hmm. was, was awesome. Um, that, 
by far probably my favorite thing about this show was that just seeing stuff for the first time, like in live action was just awesome. And so that was great. Um, but yeah, there, there was a, a high price of admission here. There was, there was a, a, a very strong barrier to entry here, as you put it. Like I would imagine too, I would imagine that Disney hemorrhaging money, like it creates this situation where they don't really have the ability to just cater to us hardcore fanboys anymore either. They have, mm-hmm. there has to be an accessibility because, um, when you're hemorrhaging money like that, you can't, you can't just, you, you have to try and get new viewership. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You can't just rely on, on your hardcore star Wars fans anymore. Um, if you're, you're trying to make money, you have to, there has to be an accessibility. So I, I, that's something I try and keep in mind too, but it, it's really cool to hear that, um, that that was like what you appreciated the most about this show is the little, the little things here and there. Um, that, that's really cool to hear that. I think that's encouraging. Yeah. I think that it's probably better served uh, for us to speak freely about that um, later on with uh, the spoiler <laughs> stuff. So let's move on to, uh, uh, to our themes, even though most people, if they're going to watch it, they probably already watched it at this point. So we'll just kind of continue moving on to our spoiler territory, but what, it, what themes did you, uh, did you uh, um, have for us, uh, Calvin? Um, the, the, I guess the most pervasive one, um, was, it, it's still like unsettling me. I still, I still haven't fully, uh, uh, broke it apart and studied it, but like just this theme of anyone can be a Jedi, um, anyone can tap into the force, uh, I would just have to say at this point in my in my Star Wars fandom, I'm just still not a fan of it. It kind of waters down um, some of my favorite Star Wars characters. Uh, it kind of puts a little bit of water on their their fire and their tenacity and their just all the great things they've done. Um, I, I have I have a hard time with that. Uh, and probably will always continue to that. I'm, I'm like a, I'm like a OG Metachlorian count guy, <laughs> which uh, I'm sure a lot of people are like, dude, get this guy off the show now. But um, no, you know, I, I, so that, that's, that seems to be this theme that's ongoing. Um, that just kind of continues to bother me. <laughs> I'm not, but, and without saying too much, without getting, uh, yeah. Uh, too political or anything i just i'm like i'm not surprised they're i'm not surprised that that's a theme they're pushing i guess it's yeah that does that does fit with disney being in charge um for sure right you know what yeah and we'll we'll just leave it at that um but th- but that's the that's the uh, that's the one that stands out the most to me only be and i think because it bothers me so much i'm like being mm. able to enable to move on from that or consider any other ones that was very pervasive to me i'll let I'll, i will let you guys handle the other <laughs> no, the other good. things within the show yeah, that's because that's good because usually we're just kind of talking about like just these little one word themes that that's way better than anything that i could come <laughs> up with well and i'm you know i'm 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 very i'm very dennis rodman when it comes to coming on this show i know my role i'm here to grab rebounds <laughs> aka <laughs> complain about yeah (laughs) when you guys when you guys have me on here you know uh there'll be no lack of complaining so 
Does that make us Pippin and Jordan? Because I kind of like yeah. this metaphor. Yeah, yeah. You guys can fight amongst yourselves on. Um, I'm Steve but... Kerr. I, I just oh. win the championships um, <laughs> at the end. You, you pass it to me, and I'll I'll bail you out. I, I, I think. I, I get like if anything, I got like Longley maybe over here is more of my role. I don't. I, we don't have. I a like Pippin and Jordan. Yeah. Um, I think you're more of a coo coach guy. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I like that. I like. I'll it. take Tony nice. coach. Mm-hmm. Um. My themes, I, I had guilt and uh, grieving, like kind of the process of grieving and like learning to move on um, was big. And I would have had like no themes the first time through, to be honest. I would have, I would have been more and more where Calvin is because I was exactly where Calvin was, like hung up on that exact same particular thing that was just bugging me. And it was like, eh. And so a second, a second watch helped a lot because I saw what they were trying to do this time, especially mm-hmm. with those themes of like redemption and grieving and dealing with guilt and that kind of stuff and changing my focus to where I was like, all right, I went into this thinking, all right, I get Ahsoka, I get Thrawn, especially the Thrawn thing mm-hmm. and shifting more to like the internal stuff with Ahsoka helped a whole lot mm-hmm. um, the second time around. And I could see those things then like, and that's, that's what makes those episodes we talked about the ones we really like, like episode five, why it's so yeah. good is because it's hitting on some of that stuff and she's working through that stuff. So those are, yeah. those are the things that stuck out more for me. Um, I had kind of our traditional ones like fate and destiny, free will, um, disappointment. Um, the, very early on, like their disappointment with each other. Um, like we'll get into why. Um, like there's, there's a lot of... Um, I think that kind of getting back into story just for a second there, um, there was a lot of avoiding talking to each other, um, mm-hmm. which, which is lazy writing. Like it's, yeah. And so, and I hate to do that to, to our guy, um, uh, but it's, it's so bad, uh, which makes the first episode <laughs> really slow. I think that if some of the things that he incorporated at the very end, jump to the front yeah it would have made those episodes better and that's a good point and that it would have kind of flowed a little bit better i don't know it, it, it's kind of like this weird it's supposed to uh pr- provide this like aha moment it's like we don't need that just put it here your your mm-hmm. your dialogue flows better your 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 understanding why you're creating this like distance between your two main characters and why they're so awkward to each other makes more sense. Um, but you put it here at the end after we're already exasperated by it. Um, so that's, that's one of is, the things that I would say. Yeah. Is Dave too bound to a, like, uh, do you guys think that Dave is too bound to, um, do you think he's like a blue, like a blueprint guy, like letting mm-hmm. checks off boxes for, is he too bound to that possibly? Or not. I, think, I think sometimes that's what um, could frustrate me with the longer uh, seasons of uh, of Clone Wars and Rebels. <laughs> I, I would say because I would I would I would whenever um, I was the the guy that was late to the party, and so I would kind of text you guys every once in a while, like, "Hey, we're making good headway on 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 Clone Wars and Rebels," and then every once in a while, I'd be like, "Dude, does this get better?" 
like in some instances and then you would hit like this stretch of episodes that were just amazing but like to back to my point of like the highs are high and the lows are low i i do like i do kind of caution people when when they come to me and say hey is it um i had a, a co-worker from way back say hey we're getting into the into ahsoka what's your what's your advice and i was like go back and watch clone wars just know and rebels rebels is probably more consistent to just yeah. if you see like if you see some stuff out there for clone wars on how to watch it and which episodes to skip i would take their advice and they were like mm-hmm. what and i was like yeah. no seriously like <laughs> the stuff that's out there like they'll tell you which ones to or if you really wanted to kind of get like uh disney did a good job with this calvin I'll, we'll give disney a, their flowers a little bit they had these like essentials episodes when it came yes out. i was just going to mention that yeah, yeah yeah that was really good because then people didn't feel like they had to watch seven seasons of stuff. you can skip like the right. three episode arc of droids wandering on a desert right the whole time the whole time you knew Troy exactly was talking, what i was, I was thinking of that yes yeah that was that was a <laughs> literally yeah. what came to mind yeah and you know what I want, you know what you know what's insane boys is i want to go back and rewatch that and see if there's any redeeming uh any redeeming right. qualities from that the, the story arc but yeah um, that's but, that is what came but, to mind but let's put a pin in that because there is something that i was like sitting there going why are we watching this this is crazy this doesn't make <laughs> any sense and then feloni brings it all together mm-hmm. at the very end of this show so i'm just like okay fine you got me like like i thought that this mm-hmm. was just something just kind of bygone or just some kind of like weird existential thing that like like uh creators like to do every once in a while where it's just like oh it means a lot to me but it might not mean a lot to you or to yeah. the further story um so let's uh let's get into uh, uh how many stars out of 10 so we can start talking about these things freely so all right uh buyers why don't you lead us off on this one um i actually give it an eight i know that sounds ridiculous with all the stuff but it's actually the same score i gave kenobi when i looked back through my stuff um that the things that i liked i i really love certain things like i already mentioned and we'll get into these when hit spoilers but like there's stuff I love so much that like I would if everything was as good as that I'd give it like a 15. Okay, like there's stuff that I really like. And so yes, there's things that drag that score down. Um there there are things that are definitely a letdown. Um but this show like, you know, we talked about this on a previous episode. Not everything is capable of a 10, you know? Um but this character and and this like this is capable of a 10 for me. Like you could have nailed a 10 with a, <laughs> a show about Ahsoka Tano, uh, bringing in the Rebels characters, all this stuff. Like this is stuff that I'm like so excited for. So like docking two points for the letdowns is actually pretty big for me. Um, I so and that, that I, I needed that explanation because I heard eight and I was like, Ooh. but that makes that makes a lot <laughs> of sense though. That does make a lot of sense upon upon further review. So what do you got, Calvin? Um. I think it was more. <laughs> I had I had six five originally, and I, I think it's more of a seven. Um, I am fully willing to admit that all my ratings are based on absolutely nothing other than feelings uh, that the that the 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 or the show gives me. I, I can't mm-hmm. say that I have a system for rating these shows. It's more of um, how did that show overall make me feel? And I, I think at the end of the day, it was it was like a seven for me. Mm-hmm. Um, for a lot of the 
similar reasons. Like uh, the the highs in some of the content we got was was ten out of ten, absolutely no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that I wanted so much more of that and so much less of some of the other stuff kind of knocks it down a little bit. It it wasn't. Um, I found myself interested in the next episode every week. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wasn't, uh, stopping, stopping everything to watch them, but I was excited to watch them. Um, I made a point to watch them. And so I think those things factor into that rating as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I, I landed on a seven ultimately. Um, so I'm going to get nerdy here. Um, I did my, my episode by episode ratings and it came out to a 7.9 um maybe i was not uh, uh maybe i didn't give the first episode enough uh um i didn't dock it enough because usually if something i like that i might watch again i'll give it a seven like on imdb or something like that if, if something's like good enough that uh like kenobi was like that's a six you know like fine I don't need to go back and revisit it so that if I do go back and say, all right, past self, what are you telling future self to watch this again or not? <laughs> like, it's like a seven and just like kind of what you were talking about, Calvin. And so like, there's enough in here that I'm like, all right, I, I would watch this time and time again, where I, I don't need to revisit Kenobi uh, ever. Mm-hmm. You know, I know I keep bringing up Kenobi, but it's a good, the and or we know we're going to watch that again. Cause it's just cool. It's fun. Um, but, uh, I think that it does need to have that critical eye of like, it could have been amazing and it was just okay. Is yeah. kind of how I would look at my score from my, uh, from a, that perspective. It, and I liked that it just missed out on the eight, like in my mind, even though it just kind of mm-hmm. worked out that way, you know, um, I kind of have this like roller coaster of like, it starts out slow and it kind of, gets it gets good and then it kind of slows down again and then it gets really good and then it kind of mm-hmm. settles in as it kind of finishes the the ride so to speak um but i i when i finished it the first time it's very similar to what i finished it the second time was like oh, that was kind of disappointing but i'm hopeful for what happens in the future so yeah it's kind of how i would put it up if that if that's if that's what they're going for then you know Sometimes, sometimes I look at this stuff so like almost too much episode by episode or moment by moment, and mm-hmm. I'm like I'm not thinking big picture. So you know, if if at the end of the day that I, well, obviously they've they've announced they're doing a season two, so that 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 has to be that has to be what they're aiming for, you know. Mm-hmm. And I and I find myself getting caught up in just uh, so critical of even moment to moment and then that builds from episode to episode i get so critical and i i lose a a bigger picture um i lose a bigger picture that i think is important to keep in mind depending on you know hopefully season two goes well hopefully it's not amando Mm -hmm. season three sorry buyers uh but (laughs) okay okay all right uh let's jump into uh spoilers we'll start with uh with what we didn't care for. Um, we've definitely hit on some of those things uh, <laughs> generically, but um, Calvin, what what specifically, uh, now that you're kind of free and clear <sighs> of spoilers, uh, did you want to uh, to kind of 
hone in on. Well, I have a, this is the perfect time to break out the lists because I quite literally have go. lists of things that I <laughs> disliked. And I'm going, I'm going from beginning to end here. Okay. Um, we already talked about the bad acting, the, yep. the bad acting in this show, uh, just, just absolutely killed. It, it's like you said, I was, I, there were, there were stretches of the show where I was quite literally hate watching it. I was like, this is so bad. This is so bad. And I, 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 I will, I, I will not be forced to like this show. Um, <laughs> the fight, I thought the fighting looked very stiff at times. Other times it looked good, but, there, but like yeah. Balin, Balin uh, initially, uh, the super dope moment where they infiltrate, um, that mm -hmm. Republic ship is super cool. And then it's, he has like really stiff lightsaber moments. And I'm, I'm <laughs> when I watch the show, I'm like, you know what? This is, this is me trying to convince myself. This, this is proof to everybody out there who thinks I just hate on Disney <laughs> Star Wars all the time that it's not true. I tried to convince myself that these guys are just so, uh, they're such masters of the force mm -hmm. that they've eliminated all the sloppiness from a, so that's how I try and rationalize it. But there's still times where it just looks too stiff for me. Um, and, and I don't know, maybe that's, maybe that's not a, a fair critique, but it bothered me at the beginning and it bothered me. Ahsoka looked really stiff at the end where they're fighting all the, uh, I, I just call them death troopers. Cause I've, yeah. I've read the death troopers book and that was so mm -hmm. such a death troopers vibe to it. Um, and then I, you know, the the surviving stab wounds thing again yeah what is that i cannot believe just not i cannot believe anymore <laughs> it's it's unbelievable uh it's just unbelievable that that's still happening yep um the cheesy one-liners in this show um super not even cheesy just super cringy one-liners um ahsoka had plenty of them it's like it's like when she was talking everything had to be um she almost talked and talked in lessons like you're gonna learn a lesson every line every line of dialogue i have or um and i don't know maybe that's a jedi thing and i'm being too harsh again um i know that the hera character had a line that's she said something along the lines of i'm a general and, and she's like you know want to bet i won't d you know do this or that and i'm just like i don't know stuff like that is annoying to me uh rosario's feel sorry for me acting style um just just it's so crazy because obviously this show is quite literally entitled ahsoka we i, I sh i'm disappointed that her acting was my least favorite like that, that, you know, that's just really, um, <laughs> that's not good. I don't know Without, I don't want to say too much and go on and on and on, but that's just, that's just not good. Um, and that's like we said, that's, that's probably a directing thing. Um, all my stuff is so, is so, um, specific though. Like the Carson Tava stuff, I just I I think that guy's I can't stand any time he's on screen. Like I said, he's like the ultimate Star Wars wiener. He's just like <laughs> he was standing in the background of one shot, and he just looks frumpy. And like, I'm like, if this if this is the best the New Republic can do, like yeah. you guys are in trouble. It was just it just silly stuff like that. Um, yeah, I I, I don't know. 
I know Ahsoka's. Uh, she had a run during the the all the Purgle stuff that mm-hmm. was just like an absolute uh, factory of cringe. Just things she was saying. Um, oh, in the fourth wall breaking stuff bothered me. Uh, th- I think one of the titles was uh, uh, far, um, far away. Far far away. And then Hu Yang says it. I believe. Yes. He does. He and, says in a galaxy and far, would, far away. Yeah, and I was like, no, 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 no. We, we, oh, no, we obviously see, I liked cannot... it when he said that. Oh, I did you? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because he's telling a story. Like, he's telling a story to Ahsoka. Ah, that's true. Yeah, that's and true. And so it wasn't, I mean, then, it's for us, but I don't know. I liked that one. Yeah. And, Myself. you know, obviously, to each I'm their there. own. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's good, though. <laughs> um. I guess the last thing I'll mention uh, is <laughs> the sentient hermit crabs bothered me. Uh, I don't know how. And then on top of it, one of my biggest gripes with Star Wars nowadays is we have all these aliens who's who, who like these dudes have mandibles and uh, hermit crab mouths. How are they forming English language words like it's? <laughs> Let's get clicks. Let's get actual clicking noises from them, and let's have Hu Yang or somebody introduce us a, 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 a give give us a give us a device that they have to use to to translate their clicks or something. But like for these little sentient hermit crabs to be speaking English, uh, stuff like that happens, and I'm just like, you know what? I guess Star Wars is for the kids. Star Wars is for the kids. Just stop. Stop being that guy. Stop being Ben Kenobi in A New Hope, like or or Luke Skywalker in uh, you know, the last the last Jedi. But we got the E that's E not... E E E E Ewoks. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> right. Had, it had to come out. Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh yeah. So those are some of the the things for me. If, if I think of any more, I will let yeah. you know. I may have missed some, but no, I'm sure we'll generate some There's more some of the main oh, yeah. with it. Yeah. Um, I mean, Calvin already touched on one. Of, I, I had two big, bigger things. When Calvin already touched, why has Sabine got to be a Jedi? Like, I'm so tired of making everybody a Jedi. I'm with you. Like, I, and by the end of it, I like what they did with it. Mm-hmm. On the second time through, with this like master apprentice healing this relationship. Um, because by the very end, you finally get a little glimpse. You get a little moment where I'm like, hey, I actually liked Ahsoka and Sabine. Like, the mm-hmm. way they interact at the very end. And mm-hmm. Anakin's over there on the hill. His force goes like, that moment is really good at the very, very end. Yeah. Um, and so I'm like, all right, if I had to put up with all this to get to that, maybe it's worth it. You know? But I still, I, I get tired of... It's like we're watching Incredibles. Like, if everyone's super, then nobody is. Like, stop making everybody right. a freaking Jedi. Um, especially especially post, you know, early on, yeah. Sure, in the prequel trilogy, have a million Jedi. There were a million Jedi. Um, mm-hmm. But once we've, you know, gone through the Empire and supposedly gotten rid of all the Jedi, how come they keep popping up in every new thing that we come up with? There's like, oh, uh-huh. no, we still have some Jedi. They didn't get these ones. Um You've also proven with Andor that you can have a show with no Jedi that's super dope. Like yes. <laughs> you've got so much you've got so much source material of awesome characters that that are not Jedi. It's like it's it's really doable. Yeah. Um she doesn't have to study the force to be super cool. Like it's No, I mean, don't get me wrong. 
when you just sit back and go, hey, what if we had a Jedi that was a Mandalorian? Like, that is a cool thought, okay? Sort of. Mm -hmm. Except those are also, like, mortal enemies in, like, EU stuff especially. Like, they don't mm -hmm. like each other. Like, this would not... I think there was a... I think there was a Mandalorian Jedi in the EU. There probably, there probably was at some point. And, I mean, I get didn't have this. Like, I, I get tired of that. Um, so, that's rough. And then... I'm really hoping for more from Thrawn in the second season. It helped a lot the second time through realizing, kind of understanding that, you know, Filoni's focus was not on Thrawn in the season. My, my focus was on Thrawn. Like, I, that was probably the thing I was most excited for. We, we'd already met Ahsoka, so, I mean, there's still excitement. She's a really cool character, getting the rest of Phoenix, all that stuff. But, like, if I had to pick one single character that I was like, oh, yes, we finally get this guy, it was Thrawn. You know, he's... He, he's an incredible character, and that that wasn't Filoni's focus this season, and that helped me the second time through. That you know he's really focused this time around on on Ahsoka and and healing her. You know she's she's been through a lot. She's had this very traumatic past and gone from the Jedi Order to she doesn't know what right into this rebellion. It's just it's just been constant fighting for her basically this whole time, and so this season was all about healing her and kind of getting her that closure. I mean, we, we've talked about it. Like the high point of this season in a lot of ways is that world between worlds episodes where, where she and Anna can finally have this moment and she can kind of get some peace about that relationship. And that's so, so cool, but it meant that we didn't focus on Thrawn as much. And, and if it was simply not a focus on Thrawn, that that's okay. And I could just be like, Oh, cool. We're going to get more, but they, they miss on him so much here because, you know, Thrawn shows up in the show and it's just, I, I look cool and I have all this cool looking stuff and, and he's he's just all about the brute force. And that's that's not the Thrawn we see in in the books, uh, certainly not the old EU books uh, where he's just so ahead of the curve. That, that wasn't the Thrawn we met in the Rebels show either. Like this guy is an absolute like tactical genius. This he he is by far like the smartest guy in the Imperial ranks, like, like Palpatine does not like aliens. Like you get, you get a whole lot of that in, in some of the books and some of the reading, like Palpatine's, you know, got, got all this xenophobic weird stuff. Like he just wants human beings, you know, normal looking guys. You don't want the blue guy. The chest is not, not welcome and gets looked down on in all these Imperial officer circles. Cause he's different and stuff. And that's, that's very driven by Palpatine. And yet Thrawn is so smart and so good at his job. He is such an amazing tactician that he, he continues to rise up the ranks and, and at Palpatine's bidding, like, like that's his move, getting him up there. And, and people all the time, you read some of the books and it's like, they don't understand why this guy keeps getting promoted and keeps moving up. There's this power that they're just pulling him up. And, and it's Palpatine. Um, most of the time you find out because they want this guy because I, I don't think you can understate the value that he has to the empire. But it's just so important. Like, yes, like Ezra takes takes Thrawn out and they win the Battle of Lothal. But really, that's that's how the rebellion wins, because, uh, you know, eventually they're taking on Tarkin and you know Vader's still around and Palpatine. They still have a lot, you know, but they're going up against two Death Stars and they figure out, you know, they get some help to blow up the first one and figure out how to blow up the second one. Thrawn had a totally different strategy. Like if you watch spoiler on Rebels, sorry, we told you all she'd watch Rebels. But Thrawn has the tie defender and there's, there's talk in that show about how, you know, which of these projects is the empire going to do. And if they go with Thrawn's strategy, it's totally different. Like I don't, it's so huge that Thrawn gets taken out of that battle and that war. It changes everything. That's why everyone's so scared of him coming back. Like even with a depleted 
empire, even with all the resources gone and, and supposedly Palpatine gone, we find out different in later movies. But like Hera's terrified that Thrawn is coming back. She's absolutely like, this will be bad. Yeah. Like Mon Mothma asks her, like, how bad, how bad is this? How real is this threat? And she's like, if Thrawn comes back, like we're doomed. Yeah. Like they're terrified of Thrawn. And at every turn, when you see him in Rebels, the only the only reason they get away with stuff is Thrawn gets called away. Like he's there and he is absolutely owning them. Mm-hmm. And then he gets called away by the Empire for something else and they get back to work and, and they're able to do some stuff. And then Thrawn shows back up and just shuts them down, you know? Um, he's, he's just an absolute genius at this stuff. And we didn't, I, I didn't get any of that. And so I was super, that was a huge letdown for me. Plus he looks weird. I mean, I know some people are like, well, yeah, he's blue and he's got red eyes. No, he's supposed to look like that. But like Thrawn had like a ponza in the show. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Thrawn, Thrawn has been like out there, like working every day. Like this dude we see it in rebels, like his like workout regime. Like he's like constantly yeah. training his body. And so like, no, mm-hmm. no, Thrawn's not coming back with dad bod. Okay. Yeah. Like that's just not happening. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I, I like this puffy pants, <laughs> I like this puffy pants. <laughs> the Admiral pants, yes. the Admiral pants. Um, but you know, and, and it's all there. Like you had the opportunities to do some of that stuff and you just don't, I, it's kind of like, he's got this yeah. cool looking captain, captain Enoch is like first in command that has this crazy, like gold metal mask where that actually looks like a face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just a really intimidating looking character who does absolutely nothing in this show. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Not once does, do we see him in action of any kind. <laughs> like he talks, gives he talks and looks real cool. That's it. Yeah. Right. Like, what is that? And that's kind of that's kind of as far as they got with Thrawn too. Like, all right, let's make sure he looks like Thrawn, even though, like I said, they missed that for me a little bit. But mm-hmm. but he doesn't do anything Thrawn like in this show. And so that was it's like it's like you know what actually it uh, it puts me in mind of is one of the highest moments. I guess we'll get to that later. But but um, they banked so much on Thrawn's looks. They they mm. banked mm-hmm. so much on his looks and um, the, the the visual stuff with him. Yeah. Um, like we'll we'll, we'll talk. I, I could talk about a moment later with his ship and stuff. It's almost like they just banked so much on that. And hopefully they're like, okay, in season two we'll unleash Thrawn. Right. But yeah, I still I, the reason the reason I'm skeptical on that is like you didn't really give it like. Like you said, he could have been way more tac- tactical than he was, and yes. it just wasn't there. It was like this barbaric, like, uh, rock'em, sock'em robot style fighting that's like, <laughs> holy cow, that's not at all how it works. Um, and you know what? The the symbolism of that, to me, was that moment we talked about. It's like he's got his ship hovering over mm-hmm. uh, his, his adversary, and instead of precise pinpoint yep. accuracy that he's known for strategically and quite yes. literally we're mm-hmm. getting this just launch stuff down at him it, it, it's almost like that's such that's such good symbolism for how bad they missed on him mm-hmm. yeah i mean and that's that's the downfall of the empire all the time is that they're just like oh yeah just just lob some stuff down i oh, yeah, just built right. another death star that's what, and that's set what makes aside. thrawn yeah. different yeah right that's why thrawn was so much harder to handle is because he wasn't that way because he's not right it's and it's you know it's because he's a chiss which is why he's the blue skin he's from somewhere else all that stuff like he was like the man even in the, like their 
very precise, yes. very tactical group of people. And he was like even excelling amongst them. And so bring him over here to the empire where everybody just does Palpatine's bidding and has no mind of their own half the time. Um, what's his, uh, what's his given name? Myth raw Nerodo or something. Yeah. I can't even pronounce it. It's like half a page long just by itself <laughs> has like four, four apostrophes in it or something crazy. Like, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. So the thing that um, as we're talking through it, it's like he has all of the advantages and still executes a like troglodyte type uh, <laughs> campaign, you know, like they came to him like in chains or in, in a purgle and like their ships all busted and he right. still manages to like, he's been thinking about this for how long has it been? It's It's almost been like 20 years, right? something like that maybe it's been a long time and long enough right that you you would think like okay the moment that they get here if they don't have x y and z like i have the witches with me i have every like he had everything he had a stacked deck and then he's sitting there kind of (laughs) dorking around with like his um his coffins and stuff like why aren't the coffins and everything ready for them to just peace out the moment that they get there. It, it just, right. it was just very like uh, contrived. Like, I don't know that we could have done it in a different way um, that didn't uh, create a situation that like they're out in the wilderness and then they find him and then, Oh, we're, we're going to have him just miss. Like there, there could be an easier way to do that. It just, all of that served for lengthening the story, but all it did was just make Thrawn look like a, a hack. So mm-hmm. those, right, those were my, my big, those are your big ones. My, my other one, uh, we have this, this Merrick character, the, the Inquisitor. Yes, thank you. And, and oh. we get nothing. Like nothing. Yeah. Oh, that's here right. He is. I forgot about him. Once again, once again, <laughs> dude, if you forget about a character in the show, you get full reign to just rip on. That's yeah. so true. It's it's just so cool. Like Inquisitors, I, we explored them a lot in Kenobi, obviously. Mm-hmm. So like this is a known quantity. So I get that we don't need to go in depth necessarily, right? Because mm-hmm. you're like you can you can assume that someone has watched the other live action show that you just came out with in the last couple of years. That's yeah. fair. That's that's a we talked about you know the price of entry, the the barrier. Um, that's low, right? Okay, there's Inquisitor people because he's got the cool you know spinning lightsaber thing that never works. I, I haven't seen it work yes. yet. Yeah, in like five different shows that these guys are in. Um, At least he didn't take off. He didn't leave the ground because of right, <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, like just no explanation. He's and yeah. The end. He dies. A, he dies a, a very Dark Souls death too. Like Thank his, you. you. I know, was just as a Dark Souls fan. I was just like, he's got the Dark Soul look. <laughs> he's got the Dark Soul death. But yep. I was like, I wanted more of this. What's uh, funny yeah. is like I found some articles that came out like after the first two episodes only came out, mm-hmm. and so we'd seen him fight Ahsoka once at that point, and like the, the one where they have it, Corellia. Yes. Like that had already mm-hmm. happened. So people were theorizing who is this person? Yes. And one right. of the leading theories was that it was Ezra. Ezra. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, that would have been wild if like somehow yeah. Ezra had turned, but you know, it makes no sense, but yeah, it still would have been crazy. But it, yeah, like there's all like, there was a huge, <laughs> like all these fan theories and people talking about this character. And then you basically get nothing else from him. 
he just it dies. Was, That's all he was, has left. Yeah, it was ultimate. It was like you thought that we didn't have any payoff with Captain Phasma, but watch this. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you guys gotta you gotta read the Phasma book to uh to fully enjoy her character. I've got like a small Phasma shrine back here. Uh, it's kind of sad, but. <laughs> Um, my thought, one of my thoughts was if the map was so important, why did they just send a, a bunch of droids or HK 47s after Ahsoka? Like, why didn't they send Balin? Was that an old Republic Shin? reference? I think because they were, cause they, they said, uh, HK 47s, right? No, they uh, did. Or H- did I miss they, that? They, I thought they said, ma- at they least did. they said HKs. Maybe they shortened Maybe it. They said oh, I just, Yeah. Okay, that's an old Republic reference, then. Right? Yeah. Wow, um, that's the, cool. Uh, the um, uh, Kotor uh, video game. If you mm-hmm. want some really fun um, uh, droid dialogue about humans being, uh, did he call them meatbags? Right? <laughs> yeah, I, <think laughs> I believe so. <laughs> so it's <laughs> good stuff. Um, so my one of my big things and i mentioned this before but i'll be very more i'll be much more pointed with it because we can get into spoilers sabina and ahsoka refusing to talk to each other and like their the the reason why they like distance themselves from each other originally because she was worried he was uh ahsoka was worried that sabine was in it for the wrong reasons she was going to turn to the dark side you know, like all of those things. Just put up that up at the front. Why are we doing this? Yeah. You know? Like it just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, that was that was my biggest issue. <laughs> oh, the Ahsoka fighting on the sh- on the, the wings of the ship was probably like the jump the shark moment for me. Um, I was I was really disappointed in that one. Like where they where they they get downed. And then she just fights the fighters and they, they miss a million times. Like they really got a, <laughs> a ship dead in the water, dead, yeah. dead in space. And they miss so many times. I'm like, I don't understand what's going on here. They could have done I don't know. something differently. Partially, I, it was kind of a callback to like Anakin does that kind of stuff in Clone Wars. True. And like it had the look and feel of that. So I, yeah. for me, that was like, okay, we're, we're like beckoning back to, to Clone Wars and to Anakin a little bit here, but. Yeah. yeah, all your points are completely valid there. <laughs> that it was, yeah, lightsabers don't kill people and ships don't either. Like, and <laughs> uh, um, no Zeb. How do how do we get a, yeah. a, a kind of a, a the get the band back together rebel show? Um, and Zeb is in Mando season three. And yeah, like like they was... they say something about him. Yeah. At one point, I think mm-hmm. it might be once Sabine catches up with, like, once they find Ezra, maybe or something. Like, there's just a mention that he's like yes. off training troops yeah. or mm-hmm. whatever. But yeah, that was disappointing. So my, uh, so Xavier, that was like his first. Like, they rolled credits on the uh, on the show, and he goes, "Why was there no Zeb?" Like, that was his <laughs> first. Like, <laughs> That's why kids are so awesome. Yes. Right, <laughs> pick up stuff like that that I that you know I don't even. Yeah, that's that's wonderful. Yeah, um, and so this this nitpick will get into some of uh, what what we did like about it. Um, Ezra was alone on this planet, uh, Paridia, 
for for seemingly at least some decades, right? I think we're we're saying like fifteen to twenty years. I can't remember the the, the actual time frame, um, but he didn't realize the power of the force on it that Balin recognized like in minutes <laughs> upon like, like getting there. And this is a powerful Jedi who's recognized these things like all throughout Rebels and Clone Wars. Like he knows where to go to these things. So like that just kind of. Um, it, it kind of was a really why, why why wouldn't he know that too you know yeah and so or or maybe he does and maybe that's why he's become uh stronger in the force he was walking around like um uh stinking why can i not remember our rogue one uh force user um, um oh true true there you go thank you yeah oh my gosh yes so. I'm like, I'm one with the Force. The Force is with me. What's his name? <laughs> it's 10 years, by the way. 10 years. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Supposed to be, supposedly. Still a long time to yes. both. Like a whole decade, and you haven't yeah. explored this. <laughs> so he, he was busy. Him. He was busy building bomb shelters for hermit crab people or something. <laughs> He was learning to speak their language. Really slow one. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. He was teaching them English. Yeah. <laughs> whoopa whoopa. I love how yeah. Sabine can understand them like immediately, by the way. Like that's this stuff, is straight that's the up stuff like that bothers me, man. That's is, the stuff well, that bothers me. And I'm like, am I know, just we're owned old? by Disney and so everyone can understand Groot? Although we finally started uh, making fun yes. of that in the third the third guardian. So like, can you really understand that thing? Like, thank you for pointing out the obvious that the rest of us are like, <laughs> he's just saying one thing. So Yeah. All right. Anybody got um, some some more negatives? I feel like we've. I tried not to repeat anything that you guys had already said, even though they, like I, I agreed with them. So I have the tiny one where, and they didn't really do it to us as the audience, but like everybody, like Sabine thinks Ahsoka dies, and like what is that the third or fourth episode? Like you mm, cannot mm-hmm. kill off your title character halfway through the first season. Like it's not going to happen. Yeah. Stop trying to make me think you're doing it. It's it's not as bad as when they tried to make me think that Luke Skywalker was going to die as a 10-year-old in Kenobi. And I'm like, yeah. oh, no, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> but The timeline is busted. Yeah. yeah. This is not Loki, yeah. and this is not a Marvel show, so you're not going to bust the timeline. Yeah. So, Although they are talking about that what if, that potential what if uh, material coming to Star Wars, which... Ooh. Uh, I don't know. A jury's still out for me on that. It's one of those things. Based on what I, they've I, done I with the I existing I timeline, I have have skepticism about them branching into different timelines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so let's get into. Oh, the- I had one. I had one yeah, last yeah. hilarious gripe. So yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, no worries. Uh, <laughs> when Sabine's when Sabine's holding the map and just pointing her pistol at it, I'm like, that would totally shred her hand. Like <laughs> <laughs> she's holding that thing, and I'm just like, go ahead and blow it up. I want to see what would happen to your forearm and hand if you did. It's like a funny <laughs> threat to me. It is. She's like, I'll do, I'll do it, I'll blow it up, and I'm like, oh, I would love to see it. This is like a backward uh, or a backyard fireworks video on YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like Balin, Balin has to like doesn't just like stick JPP. the lightsaber. He has to like hold it and like twist it to like yeah. break this thing in half. Yeah. You're gonna just yeah. do it with one blaster bolt? Yeah. No, right. it's gonna yeah. bounce off it and was, hit you in the was, face. You're gonna yeah. shoot your eye out or something. <laughs> I quite literally, I quite literally laughed at that part. Like I laughed out loud during that part. I was like, "What is going on?" Uh, uh, oh, wild, good stuff. 
Um, all right. So what are, what are, uh, what are some of our positives that we take out? What are, what were your favorite parts of it? Uh, let's start with Calvin. Um, I really liked the dark Jedi type, uh, vibe. I loved, um, Balin skull. Balin skull was great. And mm-hmm. his, um, his relationship, uh, what was, what was her Shin, name? Shin Hati. That's right. Mm-hmm. His relationship with her put me in mind of Darth Bane and Darth Xana. Mm-hmm. Um, she even looked like, uh, like the EU, character darth xana um who was bane's apprentice so i really thought that was awesome i i couldn't get enough of them um their interactions were cool although he he seemed to me it was like he wasn't gonna give up too much information to her he was very secretive which was kind of cool and he kind of kept her at arm's length it kind of seemed like but she she immediately put me in mind of darth xana so i was like i was like this is super cool um home one seeing home one in the rebel fleet all of the mm-hmm. space stuff was amazing in the yeah, show, and was. and the space the space stuff was like when I saw it, I was like, oh my gosh, give me, give me the the uh, the Rogue Squadron show that you, so, yeah. that you said mm-hmm. you were going to. Oh, that would be so good, and and could probably be done really well. And with all the space battles and stuff, it, it just they have really nailed that the last few years. I don't um, know. They'll probably put well, Tiva in any kind of space show <laughs> battle for you. He, 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 he would be that guy. He would be the, the, the wiener in the squadron. That's just like, you know, yeah, he, he would be a total uh, drag, but, um, I, I actually thought like, give me a rogue squadron show because of how good the space battles look. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys know me. I absolutely loved the part where Hera calls out the bureaucrats for not understanding yep. war, what really happens in war. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, you know, that that's amazing. Um, and then the last thing I'll mention on my first round of things here is that the teamwork fighting in this show, once again, it's super cool when they, when they have like these, uh, these teamwork fights where Ahsoka pulls somebody with the force into, I think she pulls her into the line of fire of um, Sabine. Yep. I was like, you know, this stuff's really cool. Ezra, when Ezra gets involved at the end, uh, Ezra's fighting style was awesome to me. He's really a little bit of using the force and a little bit of amazing, like deft, like saber fighting. Um, I really, Ezra was awesome in this show, the way he looked, the way he acted, um, in his fighting style, I was like, dude, more of this. This is awesome. So, oh, that uh, that's whole just first part where he just doesn't take the lightsaber and has no weapons, and it's just still, yeah, 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 awesome. still really cool. Yeah, I, I've got, I already mentioned more, I, but <laughs> I just loved everything I got to see for the first, you know, I mean, Lothal, like right away. Like, we go to Lothal, and I'm like, this is awesome. Like, mm. Lothcat walking around the big, like, highway thing into town um who yang yeah. not only did i like him just in this show but like backstory with this character he's he he teaches jedi how to build their lightsabers and there's just awesome episodes of that in clone wars um yeah, no. that i love it it made me want gunji to show up in some some live action stuff though um who's the wookie jedi Was who yang and clone wars yes he's the yes. robot on the ship when they go to get their the, the episodes where they have all no, the young links. No way. That's cool. Okay. That's Hu Yang. Yeah. When they, like, yeah. That's it. Okay. 
Um, it's been so a yes. while. That's really cool yeah. to know that. Um, those are some of my favorite episodes of Clone Wars. Are, is that the arc is awesome? Um, but you know, I mean, we get the rest of Phoenix Squadron. We're, we're we're really seeing the ghost. Like all we've seen of the ghost so far is like flashes in movies yeah. where they tell us it's an Easter egg and like, hey, if you watch at this point, you can see the ghosts or you can mm-hmm. see Chopper roll through the scene. Like, but we actually got to see them. <laughs> Uh, we go to the Corellia shipyards. We have Night Sisters. We get a little glimpse of Dathomir. Um, Purgles. Yep. Okay. Purgles. Purgles showed up and my kids lost their minds. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like my son. They looked, looked good. Like he was at they Disneyland. Did. Just the glimpse of, oh, are they about to give us Purgles? Because those were just so cool <laughs> in the show. Um, the world between worlds that we get to go to. Um, I love Ahsoka's flashbacks to to training with Anakin in the Clone Wars and the Battle of Mandalore. Like yes. all that stuff was awesome. Um, this is the first time we get Hayden with Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Like we've had animated stuff, obviously, forever, but that was never Hayden Christensen, so that was cool. Um, I, I think Calvin's already referenced this: the Chimera uh, Thrawn ship when it comes over the top and you see the underside oh of it, which is like gosh. the signature. Yes, like they nailed it. Like yep. yes, that's Thrawn. His entrance was unbelievable. His yeah. entrance, the, the way they the way they introduced Thrawn was awesome. Yeah, just all the the force push that that Ezra and Sabine do was something that Kanan and Ezra used to do in the show. Like they just it just became a routine thing. Like all right, I'm just going to jump and you're going to push me with force. Like no big deal. Um, so like mm-hmm. all that stuff was just cool to see live action. Like all this stuff that I've only seen in in animated stuff, and so I was just. I was, my wife has a picture of me at Disneyland when we're in the Star Wars stuff. Um, we're, we're, we're on the Star Destroyer walking around. Um, and I'm just like a little kid at Christmas. Like that's just how my, and that's how my face looked like every episode. There was something pretty much that was like, wow, that looks cool. Um, which got me past some of the dislikes that we've already talked about where I was like, yeah, I know that stuff was there. I don't care right now. Like, you know, yep. so that stuff was awesome. Hu Yang was still maybe my favorite part. He's like C-3PO with a sense of humor. Okay. Like right. he's got all the knowledge and, and actually speaks. So I know what he's saying. Like R2-D2 is apparently hilarious, but none of us really know it because, <laughs> you know, we only get 3PO's reactions to stuff he says, not the real thing. Um, but yeah, I, and that was just cool to bring that character in. Um, from his arc of being the one who who knows all these Jedi's and helped them all, taught them all to build lightsabers and all that kind of stuff. That was just cool. So that is cool. That was one of my nitpicks that I forgot was that um, where does like they make this huge thing and, and in video games too, um, Calvin. I know you've played. Um, I mess them up all the time. Uh, Jedi Outcast, Survivor, like, and. and- and uh, is it? It's not Outcast. Yeah, I do that. Fallen Order. It's Jedi. Fallen Fall Order and Survivor. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, yeah, there like, was Zepho, There was like Zepho references. references in this, I believe. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like, um, and apparently there are some Zepho references in the Bad Batch too, but I've not watched it, so I, I didn't know about that. I thought that that was really cool. I was like, hey. Zepho, yeah. I know that, you know. Um, so yep. it'll be really cool. If right off the bat, too, and, isn't? Yeah, it was. It was really quick um, because it was like Zepho oh, and, and the, the Night Sisters together, right? 
Yes, or at least and it felt the, like it. The the well, and that and that um, the first scene where Ahsoka's uh, debunking that puzzle, right? That was yes. very there yeah, was Zepho imagery yeah. in that. Mm-hmm. That that was what I was referencing. Yeah, and the world between worlds walkways uh, were were like straight out of um, the last game, Jedi Survivor. Yep. Or Fallen, so, which one? I can't remember which one came first or the last. Uh, so Fallen Order was the first one, then Survivor. Yep. Survivor, right? So yeah. those, they can those bring Calcastus into things anytime they want. By the way, I'm I'm in. Yeah, that would be cool. I'd be down too. Yeah. Um, the uh, but what what I was trying to say was um, the uh, the fact that like it's become like this thing like you have to go get your kyber crystal to build your lightsaber, and then all of a sudden like they're just on a ship in a distant world and like just so happen who yang's just like yeah i got some kyber crystals here you want some for to build your lightsaber (laughs) (laughs) so um that was a a, a kind of a a little annoyance um i love that clancy brown uh returns as governor writer azazi yeah the he's Mm -hmm. the the guy speaking at the um at their kind of their freedom day type thing um i was like hey he was the voice and now he's the actor that's cool uh, i think that's yeah, the, that only, was cool. the only one that they've that they've ever done or that they did um for the uh the animated uh, series so um I, something for me i love that the first like rebel guy that we see is um boggs from shawshank redemption and um i was just like is that boggs and so i'm sitting there looking on my imdb while i'm supposed to be watching uh, this show um but uh, that was something s- super stupid but trivia uh for me um we already talked about balin um shin um i i appreciated her a little bit more on the second uh, uh viewing at the very beginning i was like she's just kind of hanging out but um i think seeing like her story arc and you can kind of see the conflict within her like towards the yeah. end especially like like they're just like hey like you're you're not getting all the answers that you seek from uh from Balin and he just like peaced out on you um like you can join us you know and so um that was that was kind of uh interesting um and then Ahsoka realizing that she's becoming more like Anakin um like throughout the like I think that they like that's what all of the weirdness that we talked about at the very beginning like I, I get what he's doing. It's just the execution is just poor, you know? So it's like, it was like too subtle. Like yeah. I didn't pick up on it. Yeah. Something, yeah. Until, until he then smacks you over the face with it, yes. you know? It's so yeah. like, um, so that was the thing. It's like, I like it, but you, you could do better with it, you know? Um, and then um, I, I just loved all of Balin's lines for some reason. Like, like <laughs> him and Morgan are talking, and uh, and she's like, "Well, we need to kill Ahsoka." And he goes, "To kill her would be a shame. There are few, there are so few to Jedi left." And she says, "Oh, feeling sentimental." And he said, "Truth." Like it's just, mm-hmm. it's just this like weird, it just like, is. yeah, right, exactly, yeah. And then like he has the 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 one that a lot of people talked about where shin asks him um do you miss it the order and he says i miss the idea of it but not the truth the weakness there was no future there yeah you know it's like got that like cool vibe of like <clears throat> the, 
it, it's like the next steps of like Dooku if he was still kind of hanging around, kind of. Yes. Kinda, yes. Yeah. So he's like he's like, but for me, he's like somewhere he falls somewhere in between Dooku and Qui Gon Jinn. Yeah. And he's super interesting because of that. Like mm-hmm. he he just. He just will tell you exactly how what his reality is, and and most of the time it like it kind of aligns with my thinking too. I really liked his character, Anakin. I mean, just just having Anakin on this show was absolutely unreal. Uh, his signature move they threw in there, you know, was is just never, never anything short of. Uh, like chill inducing um, getting to see him in that general outfit too mm-hmm. in live action was super cool. Cause the only other time we got to see it close to that was like the, the battlefront games you get to, you get to play as him in that skin on the nose, but to see it in live action was super cool. Um, the real clone armor, the non CGI clones. Mm-hmm. So cool to see amazing to see them in, in armor. And that made me want to, uh, it's like, guys, do do this. Take the amazing material that Karen Travis gave us, mm-hmm. and make a make like a, a down to earth clones in the war TV show. Mm-hmm. Give us give us four or five clones. Follow their. Uh, they they don't even have to be um, Republic commandos. Uh, I, I'd maybe prefer if they were, but just give us some kind of. These clones are real dudes going through real war, having real thoughts, real questions about their clone, you know, whatever, you know, I, I didn't go on and on about that. But when I saw that, but, but when I saw that real clone armor and guys running on, on the Clone Wars battlefield in, in actual clone armor, I was like, OK, you, you now could totally do this. Mm-hmm. Um, the issue tib on the. The ship was really cool to see some some Ishi Tib action. Uh, the guy with like the stalks for eyes, mm-hmm. um, just cool. It's always cool to see aliens from expanded universe or or I'm sure there were Ishi Tib and either Phantom Menace or um, Attack of the Clones. Uh, Zepho stuff we already talked about. The Night Sisters, uh, I oh, think, were yeah. executed almost perfectly. They they mm-hmm. were so cool. The, the voice work, obviously, with the echoes or whatever, they were amazing. Um, I thought it was hilarious that, you know, Hollywood throws in this this uh, scene where Morgan and Elizabeth literally sells her soul to them. You know, they go through this, this selling of the soul <laughs> ritual, and I was like, oh, this is so so very Hollywood. Um, but the Night Sisters were, were just executed so well. Um, they were very cool, very mysterious, very otherworldly, just awesome. They looked great. Uh, mm-hmm. Byers, you talked about Thrawn's entrance. It was it was awesome, and then it was just kind of downhill from there. But his entrance was his entrance was spectacular. I thought uh, I really liked uh, I really liked when Leia overruled um, that kind of governing board. She she lied to cover Hera. That was very Leia esque. Um, mm-hmm. Very small. Th- Thing, but very cool. I love when little stuff like that is thrown in. Well, and I like um, how they used three PO to do it instead of giving us a CGI yeah. Carrie Fisher. Like that was yes, that was well done. Where I'm like, cool. Yep. You, you injected Leia's character here, but right. you didn't. You did it. In the she's morning, she's off doing something else. She's yeah. off doing something else, and that's that's fine. That's totally fine. Yes. Yeah, it was really well done. The C this uh, C3PO showing up was another one of mine that it's like a small thing, but it's so cool. And it was very, it was done very well, very, done very tastefully. Right. Uh, the last thing I had actually had to do with Balin's skull. Um, and this is like a, 
total speculation and just like I saw this fleeting rumor one day and me me, me being in uh, this Fate of the Jedi series, uh, it really piqued my interest. I guess there's rumors or speculations or whatever you want to call them out there that Balin was drawn, possibly drawn uh, um, to uh, Abeloth, possibly, mm. which is a character from these books um this kind of crazy for any for anyone out there who's never heard of abeloth um look look her up she's this bizarre looking uh character who i can't wait to read more about again because i i kind of forget um everything there is to know about her but very interesting and i I just saw that on like a youtube or or something on instagram but they had mentioned um abeloth and they had mentioned um like the uh uh who are the the father and the son and daughter daughter. yeah yeah so the very end of um, they they kind of got thrown around in rumors yeah so the very end of the episode um i think that there was just so much going on the first time i watched it i didn't realize like do you remember (laughs) he's on the edge of like a lord of the rings type character yes huge statue it's the father yeah and the son and yeah. that the daughter is missing. Yes. Like the daughter's like okay. uh, thing has crumbled. Like that you could see that it was there. So yeah. it's just like very like uh, okay. it, was, it was a very um, a big reference to like that's what he might be there for uh, on Peridia. Is Which is the, cool. Yeah. yeah. And that was what I was talking about that's earlier probably- with like Clone Wars. It's like there's this thing in the middle of like there's a three episode, maybe even four episode arc in the middle of Clone Wars. And then they never talk about it again until the end of Rebels. They kind of yeah. reference it. But yeah. um, so just Filoni kind of weaving those things back in. Like I thought I was like, this seems like a slog. And what is this craziness that we're talking about? Then he brings it back up and then incorporates it into live action. Just kind of makes it really cool. Well, and yeah. the bird shows up a couple times too, right? Yes. When they're there, which represents yep. the daughter. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. At the very, very end, um, uh, right before they see Anakin, right? Yeah. You see, yeah, the bird's there, and then you kind of look past it, and then Anakin's out there. Yeah. So, so I think that that's really um, the so one of the things that uh, I had as well was Ahsoka. We talked about Ahsoka realizing she's becoming more like Anakin, but then Ahsoka realizing that her and Sabine are more similar than she thinks. Like mm-hmm. you just kind of pull that together of like she left the Jedi Order. She wasn't the dutiful like student, you know. Um, she she pushed back and she did her own thing. And even though Sabine did a um, kind of like a Star Lord in uh, Infinity War, like <laughs> everyone knows this is the wrong thing to do, but you do it anyway kind of thing um, because like you're just so filled with rage or love or whatever um, that you do stupid things for the purpose of, uh, of the story. Um, she, she forgives her for that because she goes, no, oh, it was the thing that you knew that that's what you needed to do. Who am I to question that? Um, so that was kind of a, a cool little mentorship thing instead of just like telling her, well, if you didn't do this, like we wouldn't be in this mess kind of thing, you know? So, um, thought that that was kind of cool. So, yeah, the, the, where we end up with Ahsoka and, and Sabine, like the very end when she's telling her, Hey, everyone's where we need to be. 
and, and you see Anakin's force ghost kind of looking off the horizon, kind of smiling at like, she finally gets it. Like you finally got Ahsoka finally got some closure with her relationship with Anakin. Like that's a little more resolved and a little more at peace because I mean, if you think about like what Ahsoka has gone through, like she leaves the Jedi order under these horrible circumstances. <clears throat> um, Anakin doesn't want her to like, he's begging her to stay. So like, there's still that connection he brings her back to to go do the siege of Mandalore and all the stuff they have to do there in the final season of Clone Wars, which is really cool stuff. Like watching watching Order sixty six with Rex and Ahsoka is mm-hmm. awesome at, at the end of Clone Wars. Um, yeah, you know, which is just, it's it's just another perspective on this moment that we know that's so pivotal in in Star Wars that like oh, this is cool. But like we see all that, and then she just dives right into rebellion. Like she's just been fighting this whole time and doing all this stuff. And like this show was finally like this is the moment she actually has to slow down and deal with all that stuff, sort of. And when once I switched to I'm looking at it through that lens, I liked this show a lot more. I was probably more at like yeah. a seven. But once I got I'm like, oh, this is actually kind of cool. Like seeing seeing this resolution and seeing this healing moment for Ahsoka where she gets to kind of be at peace with who she is and where she's gone. And that that allows her to finally be like the mentor, the master that Sabine needs. Like she can finally, the reason she can't do that relationship before is because she has so much angst about her own Padawan relationship mm-hmm. with Anakin. Mm-hmm. It, it's just been a mess. And like, they finally settle all that for her. You know, she gets to have that moment. Cause she's Darth Vader has so much more. I understand Anakin so much more because of Ahsoka. Like if all you do is watch star Wars movies, then Anakin's just kind of this petulant whiny guy who like turns to the dark side. So he doesn't lose his girl. And like, (laughs) not that there's still not some strong emotion attached to that and stuff, but like when you add in the Ahsoka element of it, where it's like, no, not, not only is he scared, like the movies you get, he loses his mom and now he's scared to lose Padme. So you get that fear. But when you add in the Ahsoka element, like this adds the distrust in the broken relationship with the Jedi order. Yep. Like where he's like, yep. no, I had another connection and y'all took it from me. Um, and I don't trust you as much as yeah. I should. Like it it gives it so much more depth to add this character to it. And you see that she's still broken because of it too. You know, that like she had this traumatic thing, and this is kind of the healing process of that. And so it is just really good to see to see her get to work that out. And by the very end, I like where we end up. And like I said, maybe Sabine needs to be a Jedi for that to happen, for them to have the the master apprentice relationship. So I guess I can excuse it that you want to make somebody else a Jedi, but it, I guess it's worth the payoff. So for me anyway. Yeah. I, I liked the fact that even though they are bringing another Jedi into it, it, it wasn't like the magic, like Ray story. Like yes, they, they have they have a failed relationship. She tried this before and she failed at it, and so it's yeah. even mm-hmm. harder now. Um, and then the fact that like she's sitting there and she's doing like the typical thing like any kid would do, be like, "Can I can I force use this cup?" Right? Why do you say kid? I still try that crap. That's true. Um, and mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. the fact that they didn't just let her, and they even like talk about it, like Ahsoka's like you 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 can't just want to be a great jedi and be one you know and open yourself up to the force and it just happens it like it's incremental over time you know um and so even then by the time that like 
they both they kind of talk out of both sides of their mouth they they let her and she's already a great warrior so that helps you know so like i mean but even then she still kind of looks a little bit clumsy and unsure of herself with the lightsaber like she did in the in in rebels when she wields the uh, dark saber that's a little yeah. bit different too though right um but it wasn't this like get out of jail free card like oh because we're now like training Sabine to be a Jedi, she's just going to be an awesome Jedi automatically. You know, I, I, yeah. I did like that aspect of it. It's just, it didn't feel cheap and undeserved like we've talked about in so many other different stories. It's, it's not Ray doing Jedi mind tricks with zero training on soldiers. <laughs> like, right. yeah. Oh, kind of, well, man. I love how Huyang just talks trash to her. Like, yes. the least talented Jedi I've ever met. <laughs> yeah, uh, true. Yeah. <laughs> just uh. blunt. Yeah. You have the least aptitude for this of anyone I've ever seen trained. Like, <laughs> bang! Yeah, he was great. Well, it's true. Uh, yeah. I like I like this uh, term, uh, Balkan Jedi. Um, for those that that uh, were trained in the wild, uh, Balin talks about. Yeah, uh, I thought that that was just or without like the supervision of the Jedi Council. It was kind of just an mm. interesting, like a little a new little nugget of like, oh. That's what you would call those, you know. So, just kind of uh, a silly little Star Wars cool. ism, right there. Yeah. Uh, I, I love the uh, Ezra's first words uh, to Sabine, where I knew I could count on you, echoing this whole like, uh, "What is he counting on me to do?" You know, like over and over again at the end of Rebels, and then yeah. at the beginning of the of the the show. So. I loved Sabine's callback to Luke when when Ahsoka makes her fight without seeing, and she goes, "I can't see. How am I supposed to fight?" Like it's verbatim. It's like you just stole yeah. this line. Yeah. Like, I like that. The Star Wars nerd in me like that. So it's not for everybody. Uh, it's it's small stuff like that that adds up though. Mm-hmm. I Which I think Filoni gets. Like that's why I like yeah. Filoni. Like yeah. Like J.J. Abrams and and uh, Ryan Johnson are really good directors. They have some really good stuff out there. But sometimes when you get guys like that that come into a place like Star Wars, they want to do J.J. Abrams in Star Wars. And like, right? I feel like Filoni and, and Favreau too, to an extent. Like they're just Star Wars nerds like us who actually happen to know how to do this stuff. And so like they just come from the right. other way. like I get to be in Star yeah. Wars, not Star Wars gets to have me. If that makes sense, like. Right. And Absolutely. So, I think, so, I think we, we, we call better. it the Ryan Johnson uh, disease. <laughs> <laughs> I love some of his other stuff, though, which is the downside. Like, can't wait to I've, do the last good. Jedi with you guys. Good, yeah. yeah. Knives out. He's a knife. <laughs> if out he there, had right? done, if he had, if we had continued with Ryan Johnson and we'd got to see what Ryan Johnson would have done with episode nine, I think I would love Last Jedi. But yeah. since we had the, like, the, the flip flopping voices, it's like, that's a cool take. You had, Ryan Johnson's yeah. take, and then we just zagged back to J.J. Abrams. And so that's, as we've discussed many times, is what I I dislike. I like the way that uh, that they describe Anakin's Force Ghost, that Sabine can sense but not see. Uh, she, she says it's shadows in the starlight, kind of showing like the, the, the two, the, the balance of the dark side and the light side uh, within him. You know. That is cool. 
I don't even I don't even remember her saying that. So I'm glad you. It's like Raspberry. It's, it's the, yeah. literally like one of the last things that they said. She doesn't yeah. even realize what it is. Like she's like looking at the horizon and she's like, just shadows in the starlight. Like, that's cool. All right. Well, that's all that we have for um, our Ahsoka review. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Let us know what you think of it. Uh, uh, any 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 dislikes or likes or anything that we might have missed um, during our conversation. There was a lot to, to go over, so I'm sure that there's something out there. Um, you can uh, reach us on our Facebook page at The Phileo Podcast or on our Instagram at Phileo Podcast all one word, all lowercase, uh, or you can email us at phileopodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for coming on, Calvin. Appreciate you joining us on our Star Wars uh, uh, discussion here. It's uh, you, you always say that you're grumpy and you're, you're mean, and uh, but it's always uh, a fun time. It's <laughs> because uh, uh, I am. We appreciate no, I, I love it. You guys know I, I absolutely love it. It was good. It, it's... Uh... I hope that people <clears throat> take away, you know, what I said earlier. I, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't, I'm not the kind of guy that wants to just hate everything. Disney Star Wars. <laughs> I, I try and look for the good. And there, once, once again, there was plenty of good in this show, plenty of good. Um, and uh, I think everyone listening should, should watch it if they haven't already. I'm sure most of you have, but if you haven't yeah. give it a watch, it, it's good. There's a lot of good to take from it. So. Calvin, just go to Disneyland and ride Ride of the Rise of the Resistance, and you'll feel better about Disney and Star Wars being in, in a relationship. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I can get. I, I don't know if I can oh, get no, myself dude. through the doors without. Oh man, being no. physically ill. No, you can. You can do it. You can do it. You'd have to, buyers. You'd have to. You'd have to kidnap me, blindfold me, <laughs> and uh, get me. Get me through the doors and be like, all right, you know, pull the blindfold off, and I'd still be so sour. But I, you know, I'd be there, so I'd I'd do it at that point. <laughs> I have to not know that I'm going there to get there. <laughs> All right. Kind of like, uh, kind of like the super, kind of like the super stupid Ahsoka quote where she's they're they're entering the they're entering the mouth of the Purgle and she's just like she says something along the lines of, "I don't really know how it works, but we'll get there if we get there." It was so you know <laughs> paraphrasing, but it was another one for cringy, cringy one-liners. Yeah. That's how you got to get me to Disneyland. Yeah somehow Thrawn came back um, uh, would be the the uh, <laughs> the uh, somehow, somehow we got Calvin into Disneyland uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's exactly what it would be I want uh, I want some I want someone to create a meme or uh, some fan we're just going to start sending stuff to his kid to just get them hooked so they just beg for, for Disneyland <laughs> and make Calvin go someday that'll do it That'll do it. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. We'll talk with you later. Yes. Peace.